You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning, Chicago. You're listening to the Fully Alive radio program, which is the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. Your hosts are Dawn and Ray. We both work for Respect Life Ministries. And how are you doing, Ray? Good morning. Good morning. It's uh, it's a beautiful day. It's May. It is. It's May, so you know you see a lot of more flowers out, right? Yeah, yeah. And the rain's okay. I don't mind a little rain, mm-hmm. as long as it's not a you know downpours all the time, which could happen. But what a beautiful weekend we had. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really nice time of year because the weather's comfortable. You can just open your windows and doors, right. and you know we've had three bonfires this oh, last nice. weekend. Yeah, because every single it's night it's still was, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. Um, and with that in mind, we don't get into our first topic, which is care for creation, right? You know, certainly we want right. to be able to have these beautiful days and nights and enjoy our 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 earth. So um, we have a guest on the phone with us, and his name is Andrew Pinelli, and he is a lifelong environmental advocate that spent the last six years with Catholic and secular organizations lobbying Congress for action on climate change. He started a multi-parish creation care team at St. Elizabeth Seton Church in Orland Hills and has spent the last three years working closely with the Archdiocese of Chicago's encyclical working group. So he's also a periodic contributor to Catholic Climate Covenant and publishes weekly creation care articles for dozens of parish bulletins. Uh, welcome, Andy. How are you today? Hey, Andy. Good. Hi, Don. Hi, Ray. Thanks for having me today. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for joining us. We we really would. Uh, we're very interested in in this topic, um, and I understand you're on the um, the encyclical working group with Laudato Si as well. Is that true? Right. Yeah. The encyclical working group has representatives from all the different vicariates uh, mm-hmm. that are on creation care teams, and then others that are are interested in this subject. You know, uh, not everybody kind of gets it or knows about creation care and it's mm-hmm. it's one of uh in in the last what is this creation uh, care stuff and yeah. you say you know creation uh, care for creation is really one of seven themes of catholic social teaching and it's about taking care of this great gift god has given us this beautiful world and all its life uh, sustaining resources and and all the living things in it so mm-hmm. uh you know we're, we're uh you know the bishops tell us this is uh, care for creation is not just an Earth Day slogan; it's a right. requirement of our faith. So, you know, these creation care teams uh, that that uh, work with the encyclical working group are are taking action uh, at the parish level to try to uh, get involved in things that actually promote care for creation. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you this, Andy. And this, I mean, it sounds like you're such a, a busy guy. How did you get into this type of ministry, this work, huh? what what uh what lights up your fire? 
Well, you know, it, in 2015, uh, Pope Pope Francis came out with this encyclical called yes. Laudato Si, and yes. it, it's really a transformative document, and it's all about uh, care for creation and the gospel of creation, and it uh, that that really got me step, stepping up my activity on it. And then we, we from there, we went on and formed uh, a creation care team at our parish, and that spread to other parishes in the area. And then that led to networking with other uh, parishes around the archdiocese that was doing the same thing. And, and the Office of Human and Dignity Human Dignity and Solidarity helped facilitate that. Mm-hmm. So that's how it kind of all got mm-hmm. off the ground. Okay. So, you know, it seems like a, a really interesting ministry. I know we've, we work uh, pretty frequently with Michael Terrian, mm-hmm. who is kind of the head of that, of that group, right? And, um, and right. he actually asked us to talk to you today to talk some more about, you know, how these creation teams um, can form in parishes and, and just to kind of talk to our audience about what, you know, Care for Creation is and, um, and how it fits into Catholic social teaching. And you, you started to talk about that, that it's actually one of the seven themes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a lot, I think, when you look at the seven themes, and they all have to do with, with human life, obviously. Um, so w- one thing that Michael and I often talk about is how important it is for us to be good stewards of all of God's creation, because he put them there to enable our lives, really, and to make, make us comfortable and have a place to live. And if we aren't taking care of that properly, then um, really we're going to take away future life, which is something that we should all be concerned about. That That's right, uh, Dawn. The, in, in the encyclical Laudato Si, Pope Francis really uh, kind of tries to move us in a direction where we're he, he reframes our relationship with nature and mm-hmm. urges us to do the same thing. Nature is not something that's out there, and we're here, and we use it at our whims. We're part of an, uh, an integral ecology, uh, a web of, of life uh, that, that we're integrated with. And mm-hmm. as we do things that, that harm nature and harm the environment, it's, it's harming humanity, in, uh, both physically and spiritually. Sure. And then he's recast the subject also from a, a political argument, which some, some folks have, have uh, kind of uh, trying to take advantage of the issue to a social justice issue, because it's the poor and the um, and future generations that would suffer most from uh, the environment environmental degradation that we're experiencing sure. today. So that, that's that's really the connection there in mm-hmm. terms of what you were speaking to, sure. uh, Dawn. Well, and I think sometimes, too, it's just, it's just important to take a hard look at how you look at things and how mm-hmm. you deal with yeah. things and just to say, well, you know, it's my right to do everything I want and any time I want. It's really kind of selfish, right? Um, especially when you aren't thinking about the fact that maybe you're taking resources away from other people. Um, or um, hurting potential resources for the future, right? So I think that's that, a lot of what Pope Francis was saying in that, in that encyclical as well. That's, that's right. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we were just talking about, about this uh, as, the, as we started this radio program about how beautiful the month of May is. So we see right. all the flowers. And I just see that as, you know, when you, when you look at nature, I love taking walks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in, in those... Uh, Tra- trails right with my kids and they see these flowers they see trees and we're just reminded of god's love for us right and how beautiful that is i, I want to ask you that question in in the parish as a you know a parishioner what what can they do to advocate for creation care well th- there's a, a number of things and this year we have four priorities that uh, that we're focused on in in the the archdiocese and human dignity and solidarity has kind of just revamped their their uh website to feature these priorities in their in the section that's called care for creation ministry mm-hmm. and uh, i think you're going to be talking to isa uh yes. about uh, the Dato sea gardens and as 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 you were uh, as you were saying ray that the the uh you know just walking around in nature and being able to meditate and and in terms of you know our relationship with nature and this great gift that god has given us um, 
you know, that's one of the aspects of it. Um, other things that, uh, th- that we are also advocating for kind of come out of some of the priorities that uh, Pope Francis has, uh, has kind of highlighted as issues in that encyclical Laudato Si around climate change. And so there's other ac- action items that we're advocating uh, on that uh, Care for Creation ministry site. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is uh, contacting Illinois state representatives. Mm-hmm. They are in the process of taking action on promoting renewable energy. So this, these are good times to try to reach out to state representatives and ask them to take action. And, and we have links on there that would take you to the uh, Illinois Catholic Action Network that will help you write the letter and know who to, who to send the letter to. It's all very simple, and it's just a, you're just a couple of clicks away from actually physically taking action. We also have another uh, advocacy item on there that deals not with state-level uh, legislation, mm-hmm. but, but with uh, U.S. Uh, national uh, mm-hmm. legislation and how to contact your U.S. representatives to uh, and ask them to effectively address climate change. Mm-hmm. And there's links to very specific legislation on there that can help do that on there. And But there's one third category where parishioners uh, can get involved uh, with uh, or, or with their school or parish, and that's in energy savings initiatives. Mm-hmm. And we highlight uh, the process to work with uh, parishes on maybe trying to generate more efficient lighting to save uh, to save energy uh, and help impact uh, positively climate or on uh, more efficient heating and cooling activities but there's also a section on there on uh, if if uh, parishioners wanted to explore putting solar panels on on churches or schools or there's even something called community solar now where where uh, you can help the parish lower their electric bills by taking advantage of community solar that is is taking place in the Chicago area that uh, you don't put the panels on the roof uh, uh, but you've, you've, you're accessing a solar array someplace and bringing that power uh, into the parish and, and bringing it in at a discount. So there's sure. a number of different things that individuals can do, but it all starts with, you know, Googling Archdiocese of Chicago and creation uh, and, and care for creation ministry to get you to that site mm-hmm. so that you can take a look at these advocacy items. And that's that's one way that that uh, that folks can uh, can take uh, individual action. So I, I think it's really important to point out that we're, we're talking about a Catholic initiative here. We're not talking about something political. We're not saying, you know, you're this side of the aisle or the other side of the aisle. We're just talking about being Catholic. And the fact is that this is one of our seven items of Catholic social teaching right. to care for creation. And, and what's wrong with efficiency, right? So efficiency is a very important thing. It's going to save money. It's going to make sure that all of our power sources are um, prolonged and that we have the opportunity to continue to enjoy the heating and cooling that keeps us comfortable um, and to enjoy the earth and to recognize its beauty and to have the resources that God gave us, right? I mean, I think that's um, a real important notation for listeners to realize, you know, we're not, we're not talking about being for one party or another. We're just talking about some, some common sense um, initiatives here. Absolutely, absolutely. And this is a way that we can uh, care for creation, uh, respect, uh, respect our creator by our stewardship of creation, promote cleaner air, cleaner water. And, uh, and, and when we're doing that, we're helping to promote uh, and respect life because people, there's 100,000 people a year in, uh, uh, in this country that die prematurely from air quality issues right. or are, are, are sent to the hospital with asthma yeah. attacks yeah. because, you know, as the, as the climate heats up, smog gets worse. Uh, so yeah. the, it, it's, it's, all, it's all connected together, Don. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Andy. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, we will have um, another guest who will be talking some more about how you could actually work on a Laudato Sea Garden. 
Okay, thanks, uh, Thank Dawn, and thanks, Ray. God bless you. are often the unsung heroes in a family. Right now, many mothers are also the disproportionate victims of the COVID-19 pandemic. They've experienced higher rates of infection and more job losses. They've had to navigate their children learning remotely while caring for older relatives and struggling to put food on the table. What better way to honor the mothers in our lives, those living and deceased, than with a contribution in your mother's name to Catholic Charities 2021 Mother's Day Appeal? Our mothers were the first to teach us about compassion and community. They were the first to show us what love and caring for someone else is all about. Help us help local moms and children who are struggling this year. Please give generously at catholiccharities.net. Hey, it's Timothy Johnston here from Liturgy Training Publications. Over the past few months, I'm sure you've found yourself at home more, whether it's working from home or watching live stream masses on Sunday mornings. As we began adjusting to this at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things I missed the most was gathering with friends at the parish. That's why we at LTP have created this new virtual gathering series called Living the Sunday Word. We meet virtually on Thursday evenings each week and reflect on the upcoming Sunday readings. And with that, we share stories to help us more fully reflect on the Word of God. I'm inviting each of you to join us, a group of friends meeting virtually from all parts of the country. So visit ltp.org for more information and to register. You won't want to miss this. Caring adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time, virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312-937-3375. I was covered in sin and shame. I heard mercy call my name. Welcome back to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. Your hosts today are Dawn and Ray from the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. And this first half of the show, we're talking about care for creation. Um, we just spoke to Andy Pinelli about um, creating, getting care for creation teams and some advocacy you could mm -hmm. do. Um, and now our next guest who's on the phone is Isa, Isa Radinsky. And Isa serves on the Archdiocese of Chicago's Laudato Sea Garden Committee. And she's a parishioner at St. Constance Church on Chicago's northwest side. But her day job is a conser conservation ecologist at the Field Museum Keller Science Action Center. Welcome, Isa. Hello, thank you for having me. Well, certainly, we appreciate you joining us. Um, so you ha uh, kind of lead this Laudato Sea Garden initiative. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what that is and um, how you tie that to Care for Creation and the mission of our church? Sure, uh, thanks for asking. That's a good question. We are a group of uh, different individuals, and we co-lead this group um, in order to bring the message of Laudato Si into um, action and into everyday life. Mm -hmm. So um, what we hope to do is to help create gardens that help both nature and people um, and that uh, taps into our Catholic teaching in different ways. One of it is taking care of the planet. Um, we know that uh, we are supposed to be good stewards of this place, mm -hmm. and being a steward means, you know, um, ensuring 
health and well-being for uh, the place where we live. Uh, we also know from science that our actions in um, in one as one of the most well-developed nations in the earth uh, and the planet has consequences um, that are most felt in other places around the uh, around the world. So when the church um, raises a cry for the poor of the earth, we have to realize that our actions here have influence around the world and also that um, locally here at home. Um, so taking care of the planet can be an act um, of uh, worshiping, can be an act of taking care of ourselves as well as others, because there's a strong connection between what we do for nature that also helps us. Mm -hmm. um, so we hope uh, we encourage people to create Laudato Si gardens uh, by creating pollinator gardens or vegetable gardens mm -hmm. around their churches, um, helping them um, sort of teach them how, how to do it, uh, how to involve their community and parish um, in creating one of those, and then how uh, that could work to benefit um, the parishioners, maybe neighbor parishes, as well as um, pollinators and other wildlife that lives in, in and around us. So are these gardens actually on the parish grounds? Mm, yeah. Some, some are on the parish grounds. So we are working with a variety of both Catholic uh, as well as other congregations mm -hmm. throughout the Chicagoland region. And yes, an Laudato Sea Garden can be on the parish ground. Uh, it could also be on a school ground or maybe in a community space that's mm -hmm. somewhere nearby. Um, it doesn't have to be connected with a church, uh, and it could be an extensive garden. For example, I am working with Our Lady of the Snows on the Chicago Southwest side, and we're really doing a large space. But it could also be a smaller space somewhere around the, uh, I don't know, a sidewalk, or some parishes have taken out pieces of side, uh, pieces of like mm -hmm. asphalt to put in pollinator plants to help um, bees and butterflies. So uh, it could be a small it could uh, space, it could be a large space, it could be containers. As long as your intention is to nourish both human as well as uh, natural world, um, it, it fits the bill. I, I'm terrible at uh, keeping a plant alive in my house. I'm trying my best, though. <laughs> I have the same problem, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how does one get, I mean, do, do, does everyone in this group need to have a green thumb? Because... I'd love to jump in and, and, and learn and, and uh, really, yeah, do my part in this ministry. Uh, so I will tell you a story how my grandma has fenced up her garden, and I was never allowed in it because she <laughs> no. thought I would step all over her plants. Oh, and look at you. And now, now I am, you know, uh, <laughs> helping people create those gardens. So in, in order to create a beautiful garden that also serves pollinators, mm. um, I recommend using native plants. And those are plants that have evolved for thousands of years in this area. You know, they're the plants from our woodlands and prairies. And uh, they can deal with our really, really hot summers and really, really cold winters. Mm -hmm. And they're also beautiful. And there's something for every habitat. So, you know, if you mm. have clay soil and full sun, there's something that will grow in there. If you have wet and shady, something will grow in that habitat, too. And um, the, the good thing about those plants is once they're established, they're not no maintenance, but they're lower maintenance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're not like some of those crazy garden plants that you have to dig up for winter and mm. store and then replant in the spring. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they thrive in this habitat. And, and the, another cool thing is when they thrive, there's a whole suite of insects that thrives with them because they have co-evolved together. Mm. Um so, you know, right now in my garden that I have mostly planted with native plants, but I did include a few tulips and daffodils and some other mm -hmm. um, things. I have um, Jacob's Ladder and Trilliums and Golden Alexander's Blooming, and there are butterflies and bees visiting them. Beautiful. And, and uh, you know, the monarch butterfly is about to appear in our region in the next two or three weeks mm -hmm. and my milkweeds are popping up so they nice. will provide food for the butterfly okay. and it's um it's, it's a really great thing because it's it's in a way like i can admire creation from being at home mm -hmm. uh, but the other thing is research shows that this is 
really, really important uh, because converting our lawn and our garden space into native plants can create habitat that makes a difference for a lot of our pollinators as well as birds. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, they've been talking a lot in the in recent years about you know, how endangered the, the bees are and how, right, how much yeah. that could hurt our ecology if they went extinct. So this is really encouraging them to thrive. Yes, and, you know, bees are super important. A lot of us think of the honeybee mm-hmm. uh, and stinging, but honeybee is actually uh, has been imported from Europe. Most of our bees are solitary. They nest in the ground or in hollow stems. And because they're not, you know, they don't live in a community, uh, they will, they're not social bees, they will not sting. It's not in their business. So having something that blooms from early in the spring uh, all the way through the fall really helps them and helps them at um, different stages because different pollinators need different things. For example, many butterflies um, need a host plant when they're in their larval stage to develop. So we know the monarch butterfly will only eat milkweed plants. So if you don't have a milkweed plant, it will not be able to survive. On the other hand, as an adult, it just needs nectaring resources. And as it's migrating south um, to Michoacan, Mexico in the fall, our asters and goldenrods really help that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so do you... um you help parishes to encourage people to build these gardens and how, how do you how do you do that yeah so we have a group of us in in this love that garden group and we're from it's a partnership group we're from different organizations we have representatives from faith in place from depaul uh, i work at the field museum mm-hmm. um we have uh life connections we also partner with other large conservation organizations like open lens and we work as volunteers with these institutions to work with their space. So uh, we've done a variety of, um, we now have done some handouts. We also have done a, a, a webinar where we sort of walk people through the steps. We have a garden resource that sort of um, tells people how to start a garden, both like from picking the plants and what should be on it, but also how to get the community involved. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, for pollinators, but maybe it provides a space where we can meditate about the greatness of creation mm-hmm. or where we can bring people together or where we can enter, um, uh, we can work with the school curriculum and bring kids into that space and let them experience uh, firsthand with hands-on uh, what, what a beautiful garden and nature in a urban space can look like. Because a lot of us, when we think of nature, we think of, you know, Yellowstone National Park, or maybe forest preserves, like on the outskirts of the county. But nature can be on a small footprint right where we live, Mm -hmm. work, pray, play. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be all around us. We just have to make that effort to make it happen. Sure. So how can people reach you or or the Laudato Si group um, if they have questions about how to get this going? Sure, you can email us. We have a general email at creation at archchicago.org. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also look uh, for our like microsite um, on the Archdiocese website in the Office of uh, um, Human Dignity and Solidarity. Human Dignity, yes, and Solidarity. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> um, and, and then um, get in touch with us and see where we do work. We really try to put emphasis on environmental justice and work in areas that have very low green space or access to green space mm-hmm. to enrich the area there. For because a lot of research shows that you know being surrounded by nature is um, not only good for the birds and bees, but it's good for us. Yeah, it's sure. good for our mental health. And, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of us have that experience now with COVID that, you know, our gardens have become our refuge. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but unfortunately, not everyone has a yard or access to a garden. Right. But there's still things they can do. So that's, you know, really great. Exactly. And, and certainly the parishes, if they have some space, can, can uh, build one of these gardens. That's really a great idea. Okay, well, Isa, we would like to thank you so much for thank joining so us much. today. This is a really fascinating topic. And again, if everyone is interested, go to creation at archchicago.org, get some more information. We would love to see more, more parishes and uh, 
and faithful Catholics certainly yeah. get building these Ladato Sea Gardens. Um, and if you all can hang on with us, we'll be back in just a moment. To and thank you for having me over. Well, thank you. God bless you. Blessings. Bye. Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. Catholic Charities Schreiber Center for Human Services is now open in Round Lake. Due to the pandemic, we are limited in the number of in-person programs that we currently can provide. However, a food pantry is open twice a week and a Wednesday night supper is held with to-go meals every week. A wide range of senior services are now offered as well. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call us at 847-546-5733. That's 847-546-5733. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Thanks for hanging with us through the break. You're listening to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Arch, the Archdiocese of Chicago Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. And you're listening to Don Fitzpatrick and Ray Pingoy. And we are your hosts this morning. So we just wrapped up a half an hour talking about the Care for Creation Ministry mm-hmm. in the Archdiocese and the kind of things that they are doing. Um, it just kind of reminded me, I've, I've, I have a daughter who suddenly realized, I don't know, a few years ago that she has a, a green thumb, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was interesting because just like we were saying, Ray, you know, I can't grow plants <laughs> in my house. Um, but my daughter's really good at it. So, you know, she actually, through the pandemic and even before, was realizing this affinity and this this gift she has mm. just to, to grow plants. And um she started reaching out to people and people actually will hire her to put together nice collections of plants or to even go shop for Mm -hmm. an indoor tree or something you know kind of like a home landscaping kind of thing um and just last week she called me and my granddaughter was with her and they were outside and the granddaughter was jumping up and down because they had planted all these flowers (laughs) and she was talking about the bees and then they showed me a frog and you know it was just it's so it's so neat and and just like um Isa was saying they get the young ones involved and uh and they they develop a different appreciation has your daughter always been into nature or into plants when she was growing up or i don't think so it just suddenly she realized she had this thing yeah yeah Yeah, she put she put some pictures up of her house and she it was like she had a jungle inside (laughs) she had so many plants and and when i fresh air in there right yeah it's nice right so 
Um, it's kind of cool. We are do- totally connected to nature. And sometimes, yeah, as, as mentioned, I, I don't have a green thumb either, but I feel connected to it. Every time I see a yeah. flower, I'm reminded, like, I feel like that flower is just pointing to, to our creator, to our God. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, th- he created everything for us. And when you recognize the beauty of creation, you know, it's... It, yeah, it brings us to worship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's what, you know, I think one of the things Isa said was how how good it is for us mm-hmm. to be out in nature. Much needed, it's, yeah. It's also, I mean, it's good to to nurture nature, if you will, um, for all of the uh, animals and all the plants and mm-hmm. all of the insects and everything, but also just because it, it, it just makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah. So It connects you to, to our creator. Yeah. Right, so it, it is beautiful and much needed for, for our kids as well in, in our home. We want to make sure that my, my kids uh, head outside, have sure. some time outside because... That is really important. I see that as something that they need in their body and their soul. Right. Otherwise, they get stuck inside and depression ensues. And mm, yeah. It, really, it helps to lift your heart for yes, sure. Yes, definitely. So, okay. So um, we're going to spend the rest of this morning talking about our Chastity Education yes, Initiative. Yeah. And this is something that Ray and I work very closely with every single day. Um, it is a something founded and many of you have heard us talk about this before it was founded by cardinal george um back in 2002 mm-hmm. um and mary louise hengesbaugh who was one of my predecessors was very instrumental in um getting the chassis education initiative off the ground mm. and you know establishing some long-term donors that help us to keep it going um and it's one of those things that in in cardinal george's wisdom he wanted it to be the initiative of the archdiocese and that that should be funded by the donors of the archdiocese. Mm-hmm. So um, so we're constantly involving people to be a part of this. Um, so why don't we just start yeah. out with talking about what, what the heck is chastity? I think there's a lot of misconceptions <laughs> about what chastity is. It's so funny because, yes, uh, and we give chastity presentations out mm-hmm. there in schools and parishes. And the first reaction to that word chastity is like, uh, I don't want to talk about that. Or it's yeah. a, it's such like in, in a sense, it's it became like a dirty word. Right. I think people think it's old fashioned. It's old fashioned, and not many people know what exactly it means because automatically they equate it to, don't do this, or you know, like stay away from that. Well, and you know that goes back to people thinking that our church is so disciplinary and that mm-hmm. our church is the church of no and where here we are be learning to indulge ourselves in today's world and the church says stop doing that right right right, right. and so that's kind of where where i think that that comes from yeah. the the word chastity is all about stop doing that just a bunch of rules right yes yes and if it's not going if if the, the if these rules remain as quote unquote just rules and not truly uh, becoming fully alive in that sense of Instead of seeing it as rules, it really is an invitation to that fullness of life. Correct. Hence, our uh, a title of this uh, radio program is that fully we're alive, invited yeah. to to be fully alive. Sure, sure. So, um, so what is chastity, Ray? I mean, the way I the way I start talking about it is really becoming a a professional human being. You know, a lot of a lot of yeah, a lot of young people are into sports and yeah. they they go to practice, they mm-hmm. discipline themselves, mm-hmm. they get up, you know, x amount of time uh, early in the morning because they want to work out, they want to do this. In the very same way, this is what we're trying to do in in uh, in this virtue of chastity is we're training ourselves to become to becoming who God intends us to be, okay. that, that fully human, right? Mm-hmm. And so. This is what we start. We, we, I simplify it for for our younger kids and saying, you know, we all of us unfortunately we do have bad habits. Yeah, and we have to recognize that, mm-hmm. and we have a, a a moment in our lives, especially during like Lenten season, right? Mm-hmm. We have this season in our in our Catholic calendar to prune, to take out all these. And this things. was just the in the gospel last week, right? Yeah. My husband did quite a quite a sermon awesome. on that. I'll have to uh, or homily. I'll have to share that with you. Yes, please, because so. that's what it is. I mean, simplified. That's what chastity is. It's not necessarily a bunch of rules, but truly a, a recipe to that fullness of life that 
we're all invited to. Mm -hmm. So you talked about bad habits, but there's also good habits. There's also good habits to continue to develop. So the bad habits will lead to vices, mm -hmm. where the good habits will lead to virtue. Virtuous life. So and so it's kind of like, well, which side are you on? Do you are you living a life with vices, or are you living a life right. of virtue? Is there some combination there? Yes. Um, but a chastity is a virtue, and it. And one of the misconceptions I often hear mm -hmm. is that chastity only applies to kids or, right, or young yeah. people or unmarried people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So why is that a misconception? It's so funny because, yeah, a lot of people think, oh, yeah, well, once I'm married, therefore, you know, I have all this quote unquote freedom. No, no, no. You're this is a, is a great vocation that you are called to when you're married. But you're still called to that, that great vocation of or not vocation, but that great uh, virtue of chastity. Mm -hmm. So it's a, a, a lifelong it's a lifelong thing, yeah. and it applies to whatever vocation you're in. Correct. So that's a really important thing to understand. Um, the other thing is it it doesn't restrict your freedom. It that's actually right. helps you to live freedom fully. Yes. Yeah. And that and people think that freedom means doing whatever the heck I want, and that's mm. a, a misconception of what freedom is. Yeah. Right. And then all these these passions that one has in our hearts, all these quote unquote urges, right? Mm -hmm. All they're they're bad. We gotta suppress them. Right. No, no, no. There's there's something there that's calling you to the greater being of, mm -hmm. of our creator, of who God is. Why did God create us? And this is why we've been surfing on this beautiful wave of the, the theology of the body. This is what we've been um, you know, bringing to parishes and to schools mm -hmm. to, to make sure that they know that there's a study of God, there's a theology, there's a study of God that's revealed through the way God made us in our bodies. Right, right. Well, and you know, and it's interesting because we, we were just talking about virtue versus vice and yes, the yeah. way people live their lives. And I think, you know, Christopher West, who is a great teacher of theology of the body and a professor in his own right and and a, has a doctorate in, uh, in this, he speaks about the fact that some people are stoic mm -hmm. yes. um, so they they tr they try to deny every pleasure so that they don't get you know involved in what would they would consider to be the wrong thing mm -hmm. and then he talks about there are people who are addicts who super super indulge indulges in yeah and then they say whatever i'm living life the way i want to right but that's but neither one of those are virtuous mm -hmm. ways to live and actually either way is going to lead you astray um, and help you not to be understanding what God's plan is for you with chastity and, and, and yeah. certainly our theology of the body. I, yeah, I love the way he, he presents that. It's that, that starvation diet versus mm -hmm. the fast food diet. Yes, right? yes, yeah. yes. So really there's, there's a, a way to, um, that, to understand our there desires is, yeah. and to, 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 um, to point them to God. Mm -hmm. And then when you point your desires to God, then you are rightly ordering those desires Amen. and you're not going to find yourself totally starving or or totally indulging. Right. Yeah. And this is, again, that recipe to the fullness of life that we are all invited to. Right. Right. So um, so what we're talking about here is is what is chastity. So we're getting ready to take a, another break. And when we get back from our break, um, let's talk about what our chastity initiative does, Ray. OK, so see you all in a minute. Please hang with us. I heard mercy call my name. He the sun away. Amen. Amen. I'm alive, I'm alive because he lives. Amen. Amen. Let my Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program helps guests of our Tuesday night supper program develop their skills as photographers. Unique talent has been discovered as the artists capture Chicago's world-class landmarks and natural settings in new and beautiful ways. On Friday, June 4th at 5 p.m., After Supper Visions will host a free virtual 30-minute program to celebrate all of the artists' achievements. Hear from the artists and see the striking photos that rival those of any art gallery in Chicago. Join us. To RSVP, call 312-655-7932. That's 312-655-7932. Or visit AfterSupperVisions.com. At After Supper Visions, we're developing film, talent, and hope. 
The word made clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. Mothers are often the unsung heroes in a family. Right now, many mothers are also the disproportionate victims of the COVID-19 pandemic. They've experienced higher rates of infection and more job losses. They've had to navigate their children learning remotely while caring for older relatives and struggling to put food on the table. What better way to honor the mothers in our lives, those living and deceased, than with a contribution in your mother's name to Catholic Charities 2021 Mother's Day Appeal? Our mothers were the first to teach us about compassion and community. They were the first to show us what love and caring for someone else is all about. Help us help local moms and children who are struggling this year. Please give generously at catholiccharities.net. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands and watching your distance. Thank you and God bless you all. Thanks for hanging with us through the break on Fully Alive, the radio program of the Archdiocese of Chicago's Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. You're talking to Dawn and Ray, and we, or you're listening to Dawn and Ray, we're talking to each other. <laughs> um, we were just talking about what chastity is and um, and our chastity education initiative. So, Ray, yeah. what are some of the things we've been doing um especially during the pandemic. You know, people right. may, may wonder what we're up to since people were locked down up until now, right? right. So. Yeah, I actually want to highlight this. Before the, the whole lockdown happened, we were giving talks to, I remember, the boxing club of a parish right. and a dancing right. club of a parish talking about chastity. Right, and theology of the body. And theology of the body. And, and uh, I think it really meshes well with, with that beautiful message of, of, you know, taking care of oneself. Sure. And that uh, it really points to where God is calling us. And now we got to change our ways of, of uh, presenting. We had to, you know, yeah. during the whole pandemic. So we've been doing uh, uh, visiting schools in person, but half of their classes are in virtual world. Right. So we had to learn how to navigate through that. But it's not too late yet if, if, uh, if your school has uh, um, uh, some time and, and you want us to come through, let us know. Uh, we're uh, actually, our spring has uh, been 
uh, packed uh, with some of these uh, puberty talks that we do. Right. I mean, I, I say puberty talk, but it's really more than that. You know, it's a sure. talking about the. Uh, it's great to be a guy, and then the girls get a talk. It's it's uh, great to be a a, a girl. girl. And uh, how, how important is that topic in today's identity crisis right? world? Yeah. You know, understanding why God made you the way he made you and appreciating it and right. loving your body for the gifts that it has and, you know, not despising your body. God made you in a beautiful way. Yes, absolutely. So that's such an important message. Um, and, you know, often we'll have schools that want to take their kids to somewhere to have that talk and yeah. we just don't you know we just can't trust those other places so this is something we can do right here it doesn't yeah th- those places do, do not reflect our catholic faith they they don't and uh, and often they give messages that we we don't want to send that are very confusing to our children mm-hmm. so you know we have a team of people we can come in and give uh talks on puberty to fifth and sixth graders and we can also teach seventh and eighth graders all about theology of the body right. and high school students. And high school students. Um, and, and often we've brought in national speakers. We mm-hmm. try to do this every year. It's been a little odd in the last 12 months, but you know, we try to bring in national speakers that can kind of make a sweep of some of our high schools and middle schools um, to address topics. Last year, mm-hmm. or the year before, I guess, we had um, Dumb Ox Ministries come they in did. and do talks on pornography, which which kind of springboarded us to do talks on pornography, yes. right? Um, and against uh, the against the dangers of pornography, yeah. I should say specifically. So yeah, and then we we had an opportunity to uh, give the beautiful message uh, to you know different dioceses to uh, yes. make sure that their teachers know the dangers of pornography and to watch out for those things and make making sure that they create this uh, safe grounds for their students. So we were invited, Ray and I, to speak to the Archdiocese of Detroit, right, to the yeah. teachers and their faculty um, last fall. Over 300, I believe. It was uh, even more than that. It was a lot. It was a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they maxed out and we were getting messages that more people wanted in. And the, yeah. I think the channel was just was just clogged, you know, yeah. but it was it was phenomenal. And uh, we got good feedback on it. Um, so we do have presentations we can give to educators we can give to teachers to parents, parents and i've and yes. i've done that too and so have you yeah um where we can actually come to a parish and give a, a, pr- a presentation to adults about what's what what's happening to our children yes, um yeah. and and there's things that people don't realize are out there um and it's just that the kids are getting the wrong message about their bodies mm-hmm. and what their bodies are for um which can confuse them for life so this is why our chastity education initiative is very important and unique Mm-hmm. Not many uh, uh, archdiocesan movements have this, or even dioceses. It, and it's housed in our respect life ministry, right? Yeah, because what better way to respect life than to understand why God created life, right? And yeah. uh, the true meaning of why we're here, mm-hmm. which is what John Paul II pointed out to us through the words of Jesus um, in in the Gospel of Matthew, actually, mm-hmm. that you know God's God said. Um, you know, let's go back to the beginning, mm-hmm. or Jesus said, let's go back to the beginning mm-hmm. and take a look at why God created us. And we spend a whole lot of time studying that right. um, and then understanding where we are now and where we we are meant to be right. um, after the next life with God. So Yeah, and, and the beautiful message, the beautiful gospel message of what Jesus has done, you know, to, to free us. He has, uh, uh, he has uh, 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 died and 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 has resurrected yes and invites us to again this is that great invitation to that fullness of life to the fullness of life and and you know people a lot of people think that our bodies are just something to be cast aside that we Mm. don't need to worry about um that god you know god created our our soul for the next life not our body but that's not true not Not at all and as a matter of fact you really understand when you delve into theology of the body that you know God became human. Mm. Why would he have done that if he didn't care about humanity and our bodies? Why would he have given himself a body? Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and why would he have allowed his body to experience what our bodies experience? And his life, you know, we read about it in the gospel. His Jesus' life gives us that example of how to live that fullness of life. Yes. Because he lived it. Right? And this is why I, I want to uh, just acknowledge our generous donors. Yes. We, we need them and so grateful for them mm-hmm. to continue this ministry. Absolutely. And it, it's so important to understand, too, all of you listening, that our ministry is run by donors. Mm-hmm. Um, the Archdiocese certainly supports us, and they certainly um, give us the uh, resources we need to run Respect Life Ministry. And, and they allow us to continue, thanks to Cardinal George, to run this other important ministry, which is chastity education 
for um, for teens, young adults, parents, anybody who is, is wants to learn about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do need funds. So this has been a weird year. Um, we usually have some fundraisers throughout the year, but because we can't be in person, we haven't been able to do that. But we are, just today, we're going to be sending out um, a mailing to all of our contacts, um, reminding them that, that we could need donations. Uh, and certainly, Ray, how can people listening, if they aren't going to get that letter, yeah. how can they donate to us? Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, all of you can visit our website at uh, www.respectlifechicago.org. And uh, there's a little tab on the right side there on the screen that you can donate to the Chassidy Education Initiative. We definitely do need your help. And again, uh, it's run by generous donors. So please uh, go ahead and support us. And let us know to to make sure that we include you on our mailing list as well. Sure, absolutely. You can certainly uh, 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 let us know with that uh, donation. And we have a regular newsletter we send out that will tell you what we're up to and um, remind you of some important um respect life things that are happening as mm-hmm. well um and you know another thing we're running this incredible right. incredible retreat this summer that it's going to be a little smaller than usual because mm-hmm. we, it has to be with everything that we're still dealing with in yeah. illinois but um well, so, but we're going to run a retreat just for young adults this summer and it's going to it's going to be called echo mini so quickly ray we're almost out of time what is echo all about echo is just a a, a great reminder for all our young people that they are called to community, that they are called by God to experience His love. And so Echo Retreat is just that. Uh, and as Don mentioned, it's going to be a, a taste of that uh, this this summer. So we invite young people, young adults, to come and experience that from a, a, a Friday to a Saturday. We're doing it, as Don mentioned, differently this year. So we'll definitely uh, post that on our website at uh, uh, respectlifechicago.org, so keep an eye out for that one. Right, right. It'll be two days at St. Alphonsus Parish, um, and like I said, it's going to be for young adults, and we're just going to have a phenomenal immersion experience with Theology of the Body. So we encourage you to um, to look for that yeah. and to participate um, or to support us so that we can keep running things like that. If you're a young adult, if you know of any young adults, save the date, July 9 and July 10. Yes, July 9th and 10th at St. Alphonsus um, in Lakeview, Chicago. That's right. And also, hopefully, coming to an archdiocese near you, which is us, the Archdiocese of Chicago, we are hoping to be back to the March for Life next yes. year in D.C. and taking young people to D.C. We're also planning to have a youth rally again, which is a youth rally for life with for teens and, and uh, families around the March for Life Chicago, which is going to be on January 8th this next year. Um, and of course, we we are regularly now doing teacher trainings with theology of the body. Mm-hmm. We had a teacher training last fall online, and it was our largest one ever yeah. because it was on Zoom. Um, and we have schools that are interested in putting theology of the body into their regular curriculum, and we're helping them to do that as well um, through a program called Rooted from the from Rua Woods, which is a theology of the body um, educational apostolate out of Cincinnati. So lots and lots and lots coming up. Um, We are here to help people know their true identity and to help them to be able to navigate the identity crisis that we have in our world today. So support us, join us, and we'll have more for you in June. So thanks for joining us. God bless. Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.